In this presentation, we will be discussing what is new with the child tax credit. This information will be coming from publication 972, which you can find in your resources. You may be asking why we're going over new information for the new changes to the child tax credit if we don't have an idea of what the current child tax credit is. And the reason we're going to do that is because oftentimes people have some idea, even if they haven't used the child tax credit in the past, of what it is. And it's important to note what is changed because it's difficult to unlearn things. Once we have something in our mind, it's difficult to unlearn it. So we want to make sure to start off with that information so that we can know that we need to unlearn this information or if what we're saying here contradicts what's in your mind, of course, that's because there's been changes to the tax law. So if you're completely new to the child tax credit, we will go to, through the current law in future presentations, but we want to go over those things that have changed first. It's also important to talk with other people about the changes to the law because you'll note that things are difficult to unlearn. And if you talk to just normal people about things like tax law, they might have tax laws that are like 30 years old in their mind and they've just never replaced them. They've just been there for so long that even though the law changes, it's very difficult unless we consciously go in and kind of reset our mind then it's difficult to change those thoughts in our heads. So many people have old laws and we need to communicate with other people about the changes in the law and know, kind of have an idea of why they might have a different uh, thing in their mind about what the current law is. And we can then go from there as we discuss the changes. First, we have the new social security number requirement for a qualifying child. So the qualifying child is going to be one of the requirements for the child tax credit. Of course, we need to have the qualifying child to claim the child for tax credit. Notice the, the uh, child tax credit will be abbreviated oftentimes with a CTC. So whenever you see CTC child tax credit or additional child tax credit, ACTC, we'll see these terms as we go and we'll go, we will go into more depth with them. Your qualified child must have the required social security number, SSN, social security number. If you have a qualifying child who it was not issued an SSN, social security number, valid for employment before the due date of your 2018 return, including the extensions, uh, you cannot use the child to claim the child tax credit or the additional child tax credit on either your original or amended 2018 return. That's the first change we have there. Uh, if your qualifying child does not have the required social security number, but has another type of identification number uh, issued on or before the due date of your 2018 return, including extensions, you may be able to claim the new credit for other dependents for that, that child. So in other words, if you have some other kind of qualification, uh, then and note that the due date includes is including the extension here you may be able to claim the new credit for the dependent uh, for that child so the new credit being the dependent credits so we'll go through the worksheets of what the child tax credit and what the dependent credit are and then uh, increased child tax credit the maximum amount of the child tax credit has increased to 2000 per child this is probably the most significant change that most people are thinking about there's a big increase in the amount of the child tax credit which is now 2000 that's a dollar for dollar tax back a credit then is going to be worth much more than the same amount of a deduction because it's going to give you that dollar for dollar tax back so if we had basically a tax liability of 10,000 and we got a credit then we would reduce it all the way down to the 8,000 as opposed to if it was a deduction it would be a lot less of a decrease on the tax liability and it would be dependent 
on our tax brackets. There's also an increase in the phase out for the child tax credit. So basically a phase out means that as income goes up, we get less and less of the child tax credit. So obviously from our perspective, we would like a high phase out because then we don't have to worry about losing the child tax credit because it'll be phased out as income increases. Back to the text. When figuring your child tax credit and credit for other dependents, the threshold amount for the limitation based on adjusted gross income has increased to $400,000 in the case of a joint return and $200,000 for all other returns. So that's pretty high. So if we're a joint, in other words, if we're having a married return, basically the income of our return has to be $400,000 before we start losing the child tax credit. That's pretty significant. And therefore, we're, we're likely to get the child tax credit at 200000 for all other uh, return types, meaning obviously you have married, file, and join, and then the other types of return, single, head of household would be the other two most common. And so we have the same basically cap there. So if you're single, head of household, and you're making under the 200000 then you shouldn't have to worry about the phase out of the child tax credits. There's also an increase of the additional child tax credit. And that's going to be to 1,400. So the, this concept is a bit more confusing, but it's something that applies to a lot of taxpayers. In other words, if we have income that results in us not owing any taxes, our income is low enough that we don't owe taxes, then we still may get a refund up to for the child tax credit up to the 1,400, even though we don't owe any money. In other words, we could get money back and, and that means that we're not really having a tax in that case. If we don't owe any taxes and we get money back, it's not a refund in that case. It's basically uh, some kind of benefit that we are getting. And so therefore, the child tax credit is a credit that can result in a refund or some type of money back, uh, even though we have no tax liability. And that's going to be uh, in part due to this increase in additional child tax credit. So the maximum amount of the additional child tax credit has increased to 1,400 per qualifying child. So that's going to be per each child, we could get the 1,400. Notice, of course, again, that's less than the 2,000. So if we had a tax liability uh, of say like 10,000, and we had the child tax credit, or if we had two child tax credits, right, we would get 2,000 per child. However, if our tax liability then goes down to zero, then you might say, well, now I don't get any benefit because, of course, I, we don't owe any taxes. And you can't have taxes go negative because that's not a tax anymore. Well, now you can have taxes go negative, which means, yes, it's not a tax anymore. But it's a type of, it's a type of refund that is still going to be processed due to a credit such as the child tax credit. There's also a decrease to the earned income threshold. So the earned income threshold represents the amount that of earnings that have to be there to take the child tax credit. And the, and the idea about this is basically the idea that the government's trying to give benefits to people uh, based on the child tax credit. However, they also want to incentivize work. And those two things have opposite kind of incentives oftentimes. So therefore, the, they're going to say that there's got to be some type of earned income throughout the year in order to qualify for the child tax, tax credit. So, so, you know, if you're on the threshold, then of course you want the earned income threshold to be lower just to make sure that you're earning the income. So remember, we're kind of in a range here. We, if our income was, if we're single or head of household and our income goes too high above 200,000, we could lower, we could lose the child tax credit. If our income is low to the point that we have no tax liability, we could lose part of the child tax credit 
uh, due to the fact that we're going to be below the threshold. Uh, but, and then if we don't have any income related to the earned income threshold at all, then of course, then we can lose the child tax credit as well. So these two things are kind of in the same basic area, meaning uh, this 1400 is something that we could get from a child tax credit even if we have low income. But if our, if our income is very low, which is decreased below the earned income threshold, then uh, we may lose even uh, this amount of the lowered amount because we have no tax liability because the, the government wants to incentivize basically work. So back to the text. And this 2500 is the lower amount. And that means that if you go below the 2500 we basically lose all of this $1,400 credit and it'll phase out until that point. So if you get down to the 2500 then you've basically completely lost the uh, child tax credit and the additional child tax credit. And then it'll go up with earned income up to a maximum of 1400 uh, even if we have no tax liability. And then as we increase the tax liability, uh, then of course we're, we're back into the child tax credit, which could increase as we have a tax liability, the credit then will increase to the max of the 2000. The earned income threshold for claiming the additional child tax credit has decreased from 3000 to 2500. So we'll see some examples of this uh, as we go through the, the law. But note what that means is if, if you have less than 2,500 of earned income, you're, you're not even going to be able to qualify for the 1,400. You're not going to owe any taxes most likely because of course you're, you're, uh, the income is below the, the point at which you'll be owing taxes. However, uh, you, you're not, if you had more than the 2,500, you may still get a refund even though we don't have taxes due to the fact that we have this additional child tax credit amount. There's also going to be a new credit for other dependents. And this is kind of the result of the fact that there's no exemption for just a normal dependent. So you might say once, once they got rid of the exemption, then the benefit of having dependents other than a, the child tax went away. So now they're going to say, okay, we'll give some kind of benefit, a credit for dependents that aren't uh, related to the child tax credit. And so that's why these things kind of go together. So when you think about a dependent, your first thing is, well, it does it qualify for the child tax credit because that's going to be huge. Uh, you know, compared to anything else related to, and then if not, then you say, okay, well, can I still get now the new dependent credit? So these two things are kind of linked together in that way. We're concentrating here on the child tax credit, but just realize that as you go through your series of questions, if the child tax credit does not apply, then of course your next step is to say, okay, what about uh, the dependent credit? Do we still qualify the, for the dependent credit? So back to the text. If you have a dependent, uh, you may be able to claim the credit for other dependents. This is the other dependent credit, ODC credit. The ODC other dependent credit is a non-refundable credit up to 500 for each eligible dependent who cannot be claimed for the child tax credit. So now what happens there is you're saying, okay, we have a dependent. And so we'll discuss the rules for dependents and whatnot later. But we have a dependent here, doesn't qualify for the child tax credit we may still get the 500 credit then if we have the qualification for the other dependent credit. 